Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Profit Podcast. Nick Horeb, the founder of Harvest Profit, coming to you today. My apologies. It's been a little while since we recorded a podcast episode. We've been working on some uh, some pretty in-depth features in our software, specifically some, some big integrations, which we're going to be launching soon, and we'll be sharing more information about on our podcast here. But today, I wanted to share with you a newsletter that I came across on Twitter recently, a newsletter by Phil Luce, who's a grain marketing specialist at White Commercial Corporation. Uh, they handle brokerage and education and training specifically for grain elevators and commercial end users, buyers of grain across North America. They do a really great job of putting out educational content. This isn't the first time that I've talked about them and it won't be the last, but they do a really great job. And so I wanted to talk about this newsletter that Phil put out. He gave me permission to talk about this and I sent an email to our email newsletter here not too long ago um, about it. And so given what's going on in our current economic climate and for those that are listening to the podcast, you know, maybe in a, you know, 2022 or some other date you know here we are sitting in the spring of 2020 um, we're right in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic which has really hurt demand for a lot of commodities you know specifically corn uh, due to its correlation with ethanol and so I'm going to read through just the first couple paragraphs of Phil's newsletter here and it's titled thoughts on navigating an uncertain environment so Quote, last spring, things in the grain world were a mess. Huge swaths of the country were late planting or not planting at all. The general sense was that this was a different kind of year. And while there were plenty of things to argue about, one uniting factor was a nearly universal belief that we were going to be very short of grain and prices would be a lot higher as a result. So, end quote. I'm going to give some commentary here and that we're referring to this field that is referring to the spring early growing season of 2019 where we saw unprecedented amounts of precipitation across specifically the eastern corn belt that led to record prevent plant acres in some of the higher yielding areas of North America and everybody got bullish. So now we're going to fast forward till this year. So I'm going to start again here quote this spring Things in the grain world are a mess. Huge swaths of the country are planting at a record pace in excellent conditions. Demand has taken a serious hit and the outlook for a quick recovery seems dim. The general sense is that this is a different kind of year. And while there are plenty of things to argue about, one uniting factor is a nearly universal belief that we are going to be very long on grain and prices will be a lot lower as a result. Challenge. Name a spring that you couldn't write a paragraph like this for at least somebody somewhere in North America, if not continent-wide. So I'm going to end it there. That's really one of the the key lessons, the key things that I see uh, over the last dozen years that I've been, you know, kind of heavily involved with the the world of commodities and, and farm management and grain marketing. It's always something every year, and it's always something different, and we tend to fall into a handful of psychological, emotional traps, and we just need to be better aware of them. Uh, Phil 
likely isn't immune to the to this. I know I'm certainly not immune to it. But what tends to happen is we tend to live in the moment and we extrapolate what's happening today out over a much longer period of time than what is logical or reasonable. And so for one, farming is uncertain. It's filled with a lot of uncertainty. One of the unfortunate things, what you know, one of the things that you know probably makes the job somewhat exciting is the fact that there's revenue uncertainty. The two main factors that drive your revenue as a farmer, the weather and the grain markets, are uncertain. We can't predict those. We just have to be comfortable and recognize that there is this uncertainty. We can't change it. There will always be unknowns. There will always be unforeseen and unprecedented events. You know, some years will be different than others, but we're always going to have these factors influencing prices, influencing our psychology, and ultimately, and maybe most importantly, influencing our decision-making for the better and really for the worse. So I'm a big fan of biases, and I'm going to bring you a handful of podcasts here over the coming weeks on different biases that we need to be aware of that tend to impact anybody in business, but specifically people that are in a business that faces faces financial volatility. And so this newsletter was a really good highlight and brought it to the front of my mind that we need to just continuously be aware of these biases that can influence our decision making. And so I'm going to read a couple uh, word for word from Phil's newsletter here. Um, He starts and says, we face several powerful mental and emotional traps. Number one is the recency bias. This is the tendency to forget the big picture and think that whatever is happening now, good or bad, is normal and likely to continue. Number two, zeitgeist. When everything we see, hear, and read reaches the same conclusion, it's easy to get drawn into agreement, especially when that conclusion is reasonable and supported by things easily and widely observable, but that doesn't make it true or inevitable. And number three is regret avoidance. We, human beings that is, do not like to experience regret and we will try hard to avoid being put in a position to do so. So those are three, um, end quote there, those are three things that Phil points out that I think are spot on the money. I talk a lot about recency bias, talk a lot about, not. I don't think I've touched specifically on regret avoidance, but I've talked about loss avoidance and loss aversion, and we'll talk about that in the next podcast uh, when, we, when I start to dive into the series on biases. And so you know, these are very real. We're human beings. We're subject to them. You know, the good news is that just being aware of them helps minimize their impact on our decision-making. And so I'm going to read uh, the, the end of this quick newsletter here. And if you go to, uh, if you search for Phil Luce on uh, Twitter, you can find him, uh, White Commercial Corporation, Google them if you have any interest in the commercial grain world. They do a great job of training and content and and putting out information on uh, on the basis and the, the spread side of the, the market. Uh, so quoting again here, uncertainty is opportunity, is comfortable, as certainty might be, when everything can be known in advance, there is no opportunity. Fortunately, we operate in a business sector with plenty of uncertainty. Headline, decision-making and action are curatives. 
None of us can control everything, and most of us can only control a very few things. Faced with this reality, there is a temptation to lapse into inaction, but that only compounds the problem. Conversely, making decisions and acting on things we do have control of acts as a great cure for anxiety and despair. What now? Find the opportunity in uncertainty. Find things that you can make decisions about and act on. Avoid mental traps and keep moving. We have a lot of people to help and important work to do. End quote. So Phil's, the last three sections there, uncertainty is opportunity, decision-making and action are curatives and what now. You know, he's speaking to their customer base, which primarily are grain merchandisers uh, across North America, but highly applicable to farming. You know, without the volatility in the markets, there would be very little opportunity um, to, to get those outlier prices that, you know, frankly tend to happen every year, you know, Nine out of 10 years, we have, you know, let's say, a greater than a 50 cent rally in corn and wheat and a greater than a dollar rally in soybeans. Right now, where we sit in the end of May 2020, it certainly doesn't feel like that. But rallies, better opportunities will come. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Um, so just understand that. Respect uncertainty. You know, it sucks that we have these periods of lower prices but they aren't permanent. I can guarantee that. And then just decision-making and action are curatives. One of the things from a grain marketing standpoint that I think a trait that I've seen from growers that have done well over the years is, you know, let's say you go back to 2019, we had a very a strong rally in the summer. It's hard. It can be hard to sell that rally on the crop that you have in the field because it's, you know, you're not getting it planted or it looks like crap. Go out and sell some 2020 crop. Um, always be looking ahead to opportunities. There's almost always some opportunities available. I like to think about it as a, you know, looking at the gauges on your tractor. You know, if we have different gauges for futures price, where are we at historically versus where we've at, um, where we're at today? Futures spreads, basis. You know, sometimes you know, every once in a while you get some discounted drying or some special discounts. And so there's you know a handful of different grain marketing gauges and very rarely do all of them point to poor opportunities. You know now might be an opportunity to, to look at rolling some hedges because there's some carry in the market um, in some of the markets. Oftentimes when we have low prices we have strong basis. Um, when we have higher futures prices, that's when we really need to be filling up our six shooter with bullets and firing them. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, you don't always have to forward contract a crop that you're in the midst of raising now. You know, you can clean up all your old crop, you can clean up your DP, your old basis contracts, and you can start to market the year out. So when we go through this doldrum period that tends to happen in the winter and spring, you already have some of your crop hedged. You already have some of your crop marketed. So you don't have to start from zero. Starting from zero is hard. What happens is we tend to get a little bit of a rally. You know, you know, Like last summer, the market rallies 12 cents. Everybody starts selling. And then by the time it keeps going, it's human nature to be pissed off and angry at the rally when we should be rewarding it across multiple different crop years. So if you would have done that, Last year, and if you had a certain you know, 20, 30, 40% of your 2020 crop hedged, 
you'd be in a much more comfortable position to just kind of wait this out. You could potentially use those hedges to cover your grain that has to be delivered off the field. Um, and just be in a position where you don't have to reward that first little rally that we see that you know, probably is going to be at, you know, still at unprofitable prices here in, in the short term. So really, just to summarize, embrace uncertainty. It's the here to stay. It's always going to be here. And then just be aware of and recognize the biases that can really trip us up. And that is recency bias, um, which we tend to just take, we take what happened today, we extrapolate it out over time. You know, we tend to think what's happening this week is going to happen for the next six months, you know, three months, six months, nine months, year, year longer. That just isn't how things happen in reality. Uh, we tend to, you know, when we see and hear and read things and they all are coming to logical conclusions, it gets so easy to buy into that. Um, that and recency bias can really trip us up. And then regret avoidance, you know, we just, a lot of times we'd rather not make a decision because we don't want to regret the decisions that we're going to make. But making those decisions is what allows us to get over the hurdles and the pitfalls that tend to come along with um, uncertainty and complacency. So the last thing we want to do is just be complacent and wait till the last possible moment because we're so fearful of regret. That is a recipe for disaster. And we'll talk more about that in future podcasts. So with that, just wanted to share Phil Luce's note on thoughts on navigating an uncertain environment. Uncertainty is here to stay. Biases are here to stay. Do your best to recognize them and take action and Get over the impact they can have negatively on your farm's income statement, your emotions, your emotional well-being, and ultimately your balance sheet and your farm's financial statements. So with that, we will talk to you soon. Thank you.